previously on Myth Takes. In the heart of Russell, Kansas, stands Westlake High School. Russell is a fairly quiet town, as always, even for a Saturday night. But East Wichita Avenue is the only exception as tonight is Westlake High School's homecoming. There is a sudden boom as one of the back walls crashes in. What TJ Sanderson is gonna do is he is going to go towards the, uh, the fracas in the back of the gymnasium. There doesn't seem to be any sort of trace of the monster. However, uh, there are two different pools of blood. I think someone got hurt. It looks like they headed into the locker room. Come here. What the hell? Come here. Someone needs help. <laughs> Where you find a man uh, in a suit uh, sitting on the ground of the showers uh, with some water running and a pretty gnarly cut in his side. Because I think that Annabelle would try to tear strip off of her shirt and um, use it to stop the bleeding, but also tear another strip off of her shirt and use it to tie his hands together. I ain't got much time to explain, but I'm gonna need y'all to get me the fuck out of here. I promise you I can tell you everything that's going on if you can get me out of here without someone seeing us. Uh... Done. Uh, do you want to investigate further? Um... Yeah, okay, yes, I do. Um, cause I'm worried because I stepped on the icky stuff i'm worried that it's hurt so now i need to know what's up and also get it off of the coffee shop (laughs) you have seen some things right you're part succubus you know Mm -hmm. you you know that there's stuff out there but you've never seen anything quite like this okay standing in front of you is an eight foot tall gargoyle and it is bleeding uh pretty heavily and the creature comes flying no. down and grabs your father. No, my dad. And starts flying away with him. Uh, my dad, you took my dad. everybody it's myth takes uh as always i'm colin parker and i am joined once again by morgan sam and whitney hey everybody hi hello hello uh so before we jump in uh to the story we're gonna do a real quick recap um at the last episode um sam and his band tj and the sprinkles uh they performed a wonderful cover of coffee and then that's (laughs) when the entire gym uh, basically exploded. Uh, there was kind of pandemonium, and uh, T- I almost said Sam again, TJ rather. Uh, TJ and mm-hmm. Annabelle kind of crept off, you know, in the opposite direction of where everyone was going, and found a stranger who was injured. Um, and before uh, they could really, or before TJ could even think of anything, uh, Annabelle quickly agreed to getting the gentleman out of there unseen. Um, then shortly thereafter, about an hour away to the west, um, there was uh, the Mama Javas was shutting down. And that is where we see for the first time what has been kind of creating some of this havoc and everything like that. And it was a gargoyle. Um, Allie jumped up on the roof and sort of was confronting it a little bit. She got knocked off into the trash. Uh, she ran back inside, unsure of what to do. And that's when her dad got dadnapped um, from the streets, no! and he uh, said, "Hey, that's one big bird." Guys, I've been working on this all week. We need to save my dadzel in distress. There you go. Oh, oh yeah, dadzel in distress. Fantastic. Anyway, okay. So now we're going to hop right into it. Um, Can I ask so, a question yes, before we go like? For it go so all this stuff that has happened and that we're working on right now is this happening before everything that happened in our little prequel character setups yes so um just i guess uh, in case i haven't made it kind of like wildly 
clear because I guess I never really said this. Um, so I guess I did make it wildly clear. <laughs> but essentially, mm-hmm. um, in the little prologue stuff, right, you kind of see the process of like introducing characters and kind of finding some stuff out about them. Um, and that was done sort of in a way it was kind of off screen, I guess. Um, cause you know, again, it's just sort of descriptions of these characters. Um, but all of this is sort of a moment in which, uh, all of the first few stories have already happened. Okay. And now, you know, people are together and, uh, you know, Dr. Dr. Hank, um, has uh, Hank, rather, I, I don't know why I'm just saying Dr. Hank, but Hank has everybody kind of confined into one space, and he's trying to figure out how this many people simultaneously kind of came about finding all of these creatures and situations and stuff like that, because it seems to be too much of a coincidence. So we're in, like, um, the prequel to the prequel. In a way. So in a way, what, what it is is, like, the, pre- the prologue is sort of, like, a little bit of a current day sort of thing. And then um, he says, like, I need to hear from each of you kind of, like, what happened. Because the, the, when we're doing the character introductions, right, that is these, – these are the characters. Mm-hmm. This is what they're like. And then when he brings them all into the conference room, each group is taking turns to tell the story of how they found the creature and how they took it out. This is like some Star Wars timeline type bullshit. Sort of. I mean, okay. like in a way, in a way, if you think about it like this, right? You know how, like in any TV show, they start off with some sort of like present day thing, and then suddenly it says like forty eight hours earlier, right? Mm-hmm. That's sort of what this is. So, like that was the the little like opening number, right? You know, of, of present day, and then you know when you first open up, you see like the white text on a screen that says you know one week before kind of thing. Fantastic. Or however many days. So, so what this means for you, Colin, is that if any one of us dongs it up real bad and bites the big one, you got some serious retconning to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, because then I go, oh, yeah, no, no, I didn't actually interrogate you. I interrogated your ghost. And now your that you've ghost, told me- you were a ghost. Now that you've told me uh, you're dead, so now you have to roll for a new character. Hi, um, welcome to the show. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, so I, I, I guess that maybe that wasn't super clear, but yeah, so like, this is sort of how every single group has sort of come together and we will also, of course, uh, explain why we were all in the bunker to begin with. And that will happen as we kind of meet all of the different players, like in the field, introduce folks and get them into, uh, the swing of things. Cool. Um, and speaking of getting into the swing of things... Uh, we're going to start with Allie. Okay, here I am. Now, your childhood was very different from most people's. Um, on one hand, you know, your mother wasn't around much. Uh, but on the other hand, you're half succubus, which certainly makes things a little bit more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember anything about your mom? No, nothing. Uh, it's always been a mystery. Only like the few things my dad has told me, but other than that, like nothing at all. How young were you when your mom actually left? Um, probably like pre five years old. <laughs> okay. Um, so if that's the case, that means that your dad did most of the parenting throughout your life. Yes, correct. Um, your dad means a lot to you. Mm-hmm. And now, just now, right in front of your very eyes, your father was just picked up like um, and uh, we're going to pick up the scene exactly where we left off there. No. Um, with the, exactly. That's what she's saying. No. With the slow motion screaming and the gigantic <laughs> eight foot gargoyle just swooping oh, down, no. nabbing him and flying off to the west. Um, what do you do? Well, I, oh my God, I don't even know. I guess I get in my, my car and I go. No. Okay. No, I don't know if I have a car. But he drove up in his car, and the keys are still there. He dropped them on the ground when the gargoyle picked him up. So I grab the keys and um, get in the car and go. And I start driving to the west and trying to keep an eye on the gargoyle. Okay. Um, now, while you're driving, um, as you're sort of keeping your mind uh, as you know calm as you, I guess you can, mm-hmm. as you're sort of freaking out, you're thinking here about you know what this man means to you Mm -hmm. um is there a specific memory that you sort of kind of fall back on of like a happy moment or a moment in which you know to you defines who your dad is to you 
Um, I think what I'm thinking about right now is when he taught me to ride a bike or like, I mean, it was like a series of teaching cause I didn't pick it up right away, but, um, kind of picking it up. Um, and I, you know, he like was holding onto the back like you do and then like, let go. And I was like, yeah, I'm going. And then I like totally lost balance and like biffed it really hard on the sidewalk <laughs> um and <laughs> got a scrape on my arm and then he was there you know like helping like oh no it's okay it's okay and i watched as the scrape healed very quickly which was kind of like a little strange and he had hinted at like hey you're different before but that was something um you know because it was like a really nasty scrape and it healed very quickly and so um you know that was the moment when he kind of described like here's how you're different from everyone else and um so that's something that was kind of popping into into her head. And so she's thinking about, um, like, great, now everything's coming back to get me <laughs> right. after all of this. Right, exactly. Now, my last question for you here, mm-hmm. um, as you're sort of mentally taking note on every moment in your past and as of uh, what's happening in front of you currently – what is the moment in which, you know, he, you said that he, he told you that you were different, mm-hmm. right? He hinted at this, mm-hmm. but what was like, besides just sort of a general, like, oh, your knee healed quickly. Like what was the first moment in which your, uh, your powers essentially kind of manifested and you had to go, okay, something is very, very different. Not like, oh, you know, you're just going to be a little taller than most kids or whatever. You know, like this is a clear you know, a little bit X-Men situation. Yeah, so she was very, um, like, you know, other than, like, healing pretty quickly, things like that, and the weird colored eyes and stuff, um, tip, like, pretty much a normal kid until puberty. Um, and that's when, you know, her claws started to grow in more full, and so that was, like, something where it was, like, they grew very fast, and she was like, okay, like, she'd always had sharp nails before, but then it was, like, they started getting very long, um, and was, like, well, now I have to deal with this, and, um, and, uh, her aura started to kind of develop and mature along with going through puberty, so, like, a seventh grade in middle school, she was, like, one of the first girls to go through puberty, um, and everybody noticed, which gave her a lot of unwanted and awkward attention from her peers, um, and so that was when, you know, he kind of, her dad kind of explained a little bit more of, like, what was actually going on and how the whole succubus thing works. Um, so it was kind of like the most awkward bees in the bird talk, like, ever. <laughs> or birds in the bees talk ever. Um, and, yeah, that was basically it. So then that's when she started adopting the the baggy clothing. Right. The birds and the sucky bees. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> um, well, I mean, hey, look, if, if you get dadzles mm-hmm. in distress, I get sucky bees. Very um, good. <laughs> okay, so you are driving down the highway. We're kind of back into your current situation, right? We're out of this little kind of mental flashback a mm-hmm. little bit. And uh, ahead of you, you can see nothing but taillights. Okay. Um, there is some traffic up ahead and you see this creature still flying off to the west and then it takes a slight turn and you look at the sign that it's kind of flying over currently and it says Russell, Kansas, 14 miles. Okay. Um, we're going to come back to you in a second. Okay. But we're going to have, then there's a change of scene here. Cool. Annabelle. Mm Mm-hmm. You were very quick to agree to take this stranger out of the high school. Yes. Um, and so now I'd like to peek behind your curtain a little bit here. Okay. Um, what was the reasoning behind your choice? He said if he could get me out of here, I would explain everything. Uh, and that's all really Annabelle wants is to have things explained to her. So it, was, it really all just came down to... I'll explain everything. And she said, yes, I think that's probably the way to get her to do just about anything. Okay, great. Um, And Annabelle and TJ, uh, either one of you can answer this or um, you can work this one out together. Um, But uh, there's sort of two parts to this question. The first part is how do you escape the school without being seen? Hmm. (laughs) 
Well, okay, so the we want to escape the school without being seen. The back of the gym is crumbled in right from the outside. Mm-hmm. What's stopping us from just going through the rubble? Uh, the fact that there were cops coming towards the locker room door that you entered from. Okay, okay. Well, then, then here's here's the thing. The locker room has an exit. I would assume onto mm-hmm. the football field, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're gonna go. Well, I mean, we're going that way. Yeah. Uh, at okay. least that's 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 my uh, that's my thinking is that TJ would absolutely uh, just g- go out, um, maybe throw some. Uh, some towels or something over um, over the strange man and uh, kind of help him hobble out of the locker room and kind of escape through the football field. Okay, fantastic. And here's the second part of the question, which is, uh, where do you guys take him to lay low for a bit? I mean, I think TJ would just would probably suggest under the bleachers. So that's, Um, I was going to say, I've been thinking about this with Annabelle, and I think that she would, she would only take him so far before demanding some information. Um, Like, mm -hmm. it for her, it would only be in, like, installments of how much she would help him versus how much information she would get. So I think something like under the bleachers would be perfect because she wouldn't get him to complete safety without a little bit of, like, quid pro quo and information okay sure sure okay um so in the background right there's still this sort of general hubbub right the on the opposite side of the the gym right from where you entered you can still hear all of the cars and the parents and everything yelling um you hear sirens in the distance and everything like that um you as the door closes behind you um as quietly as you can from the locker room you can hear people entering and sort of looking around um so they're not exactly hot on your trail but you know they're not exactly you know too far away either um the good news is is that you know because uh sam rolled uh pretty well on his uh i think it was act under pressure last time roderick was able yeah. yeah 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 um uh roderick was able to sort of buy you guys some time um, and as much as we all hate him, DJ Dispenser uh, did also help because he was just sort of bumbling around and definitely kind of creating a scene. And so because of that, you know, you have not been noticed uh, so far. So you guys get him over to um, the to the to the bleachers uh, by the football stadium um, because the game has already happened and everything like that, like. You know, there's there's no lights on or anything like that. It's pretty dark out there. The only lights that are sort of on currently are the street lights that are on, so you guys can sort of keep to the shadows. Um, and you start to pull him towards the bleachers when he sort of stops you and says, "Well, okay, and hang on a second here." I said we need to get some, like we need to get out of here. I'm not talking about just sort of going across the street. Like what, you know, we've got to get somewhere where we can't be found. Why? Yeah, I I think that I think that uh, that's a really good question. Why? What I think that I'm going to investigate a mystery and say what happened here. Um Okay. And that was a 6 and my Do you have uh what is your sharp? My sharp is plus one, so seven. Okay, so seven. Okay. Nice. So you got hold one. Okay, so you you get to ask what happened here, right? That's what he said? Yeah, what happened here? Um, He says, I mean, what happened here? I mean, it's a little obvious. I came crashing through your goddamn gymnasium wall, mm-hmm. uh, and I certainly bled quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Why am I getting... Hang on a second. I got to... Take a second to get back into this voice. I'm starting to get into like Colonel Sanders foghorn leghorn sound here. I I was going to say that as soon as I started to do my character voice, uh, it it came out as a bad impression of Christian Bale Batman. (laughs) So I didn't need to take a couple seconds to get into mine. It is interesting. I don't know how people like Griffin McElroy do it 
keeping all these different voices separate and then also continuously coming up with new ones. Because again, I'm starting to get like a little bit um, like, now I say, I say up in here, but well, look, I came crashing through your goddamn gymnasium wall and I am clearly bleeding quite a bit. Now, here's the situation, all right? I ain't going to lie to you. There are, uh, shall we say there are things out there, uh, things that are not quite you know, your Bambi situation. They are a little bit more rough and tumble. Uh, and uh, I got a little rough and tumble with one myself today. Uh, what, like a bear? Well, uh, it's a... Uh, how do I say this? A bear would probably shit in the woods if it came across <laughs> one of these suckers. So, so, like, a really big bear. So, like, here's the thing. Uh, before we g- take you anywhere, we need to know how far to take you and who is after your, you or what is after you. Because I'm not going to just take you home if this thing is following you um, or they are following you. Um, we need to know how far we've got to go and where you are out of the way so that we can really get down into the nitty gritty of this. Because you're not just going to get out of this with larger than a bear. All right. All right. Well, OK, look. Uh I'm going to go ahead and help y'all out a little bit here, uh, because if I help you, you help me, right? Help me help you kind of uh-huh. situation. <clears throat> so, listen, the people that are out there looking for me right now, they don't necessarily know who I am. They don't necessarily know what they're looking for just now. Uh, but what I can tell you is that if they go around searching through that rubble, they're going to find my blood. And I can't have that. I can't have my DNA getting back out there. And I can't have them coming looking for me. I've been, let's say I've been off the grid for about 10 years now, and I'd like to keep it that way. Now, as far as the other blood that they might find, um, it is not necessarily of this world. I mean, I suppose that it is, but... um, Are you talking about the oil? You know, the stuff in the gym that was oil and not blood? Son, where did you see that oil? Near the rubble. How much like, of there was uh, almost it? almost as if a uh, some sort of vehicle had crashed into the the gymnasium wall, perhaps piloted by a drunk person with a weird Star Trek gun. Annabelle, can I talk to you for a second? Absolutely. Uh, and TJ is going to take Annabelle <laughs> aside for like five minutes to okay. have a powwow. So this guy is. Fucking bonkers, right? Yes, but clearly he seems to know what we like what's going on here more than we do. So I definitely But does he? But but does he? Well, he has an idea of what he knows. I have no idea of what I know other than I assume that this is some big plot by the government. I don't know what they would be doing at our school or what they would be after, but I know that's my hunch, but he's got more of an idea than I do. Hear me out. Just real quick, uh, theory time. Yeah. This guy, this old dude, had one too many Mm -hmm. over at the bar, got into his car Mm -hmm. like an idiot, uh, drove drunk, fell asleep at the wheel, and crashed into our gymnasium and ruined my fucking concert. Um, was he- And that would- and uh, things- things that would explain- one, pretty much everything. Two, the gym caving in. Three, a black puddle of oil or gas or whatever that that sticky fluid was. Four, uh-huh. his blood. Five, him being knocked out. The only thing that doesn't really make sense is his weird Star Trek prop gun. Um. Also, what kind of car do you drive that knocks down the entire wall of a gym? Was he driving a Panzer I mean, I down know. the street? I don't know. I don't think that kind you know, of damage Mr. comes Mr. from Mrs. a Harris, DUI. Miss, they they used to make they used to make cars out of steel back in the day, and I I mean <laughs> I, I don't know. You, you know, Mister and Mrs. Smith have one of those those old Ford F one fifties, and uh, I, I don't know. It could have been one of those. At this point, the gentleman hobbles over to you, and he says. All right, look, I don't mean to interrupt y'all, but you guys are starting to get just a little bit too loud on this, and there are people that are out there looking for someone bleeding, and I'm sitting here under your goddamn bleachers, and I'm bleeding pretty heavily. So here's what I'll say. I will 
tell you everything you want to know about this creature mm-hmm. if you take me somewhere right now and where I can get patched up and formulate a plan to get us out of here. Um, and I'll tell you what. I know y'all want information. So I'm going to tell you right now what we're dealing with. How familiar are you guys with uh, the 90s cartoons? Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I love the 90s cartoons. All right, well, there might be a show that might be relevant to you guys in this point. Um, you ever hear of a show called Gargoyles? everybody, it's Colin, your keeper and ad reader. Uh, I'm currently house-sitting for someone who actually listens to the show, Colin O'Brien. So, Colin O'Brien, you can now say that your show is a part of the recording history of Myth Takes. As such, I have left my normal recording setup at home, so I'm doing this through a headset, so I hope that this gets the job done. So, let's get through this ad break as quickly as we can here. Uh, The first thing I want to tell you about is the fact that the Scavengers Network just launched a brand new video series on our YouTube channel called Taste Testers. Uh, Taste Testers is a show that we've been trying to get off the ground for a long time. Um, We've just sort of figured out the logistics of everything. And so now we're here to get it going. Um, It's supposed to be bi-weekly, but it could go weekly because we now have a lot of people interested in making uh, episodes for the show. Um, if you would like to know what Taste Testers is like, it is basically Mythbusters, but for recipes that you find online, because most of the time, if it's like one of those video ones, you see someone take a bite out of it, but you only see the bite being taken out of it, not the actual bite being eaten. So it's like, hey, is this thing actually any good? So we'll tell you if it is or isn't. And the first episode features Morgan Spatola, who you have heard on this episode. Um, and I do apologize, you probably just heard some fireworks from the neighbor next door, or someone on this street, I believe, is launching fireworks here. Um, hopefully that is also not too distracting. But then again, I am recording this the night before this episode goes up on the 4th of July, so maybe it's my fault for working on a holiday. Uh, but anyway, go up, go out to our YouTube channel uh, and check out Taste Testers number one. Uh, featuring Morgan Spatola. And let's keep everything in the same line of business. We'll talk about Blue Apron. Uh, Blue Apron is great because you get to choose from a variety of chef design, step-by-step recipes every week, which means that you get to go out and sort of look at all the options. And if you have like a dietary restriction, you can change what they're going to send you. Or if you're like, uh, that doesn't really sound that good to me. Ooh, but this thing over here sounds amazing. Uh, then you can sort of uh, customize it to yourself. And then you'll get fresh seasonal ingredients delivered right to your door. Then you get to enjoy a delicious, unforgettable meal cooked from scratch by you or from someone in your household. Um, and Blue Apron's uniquely integrated model means better ingredients, better pricing, and a better planet for us all. Just go to bit.ly slash S-N-A-P-R-O-N-3-0. That's bit.ly slash snapron30. Uh, and you'll get $30 off your first order with Blue Apron. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. So this episode is dropping on July 5th, which means that the next episode is coming to you on July 19th. That is going to be the third part of what we believe is going to be a four-part arc here um, uh, called Homecoming, and then we'll be moving on to the next arc, um, which will have a couple different members from the network. Um, and don't forget to mention us on Twitter with the hashtag MythTakes. Share it with your friends, subscribe, and give us a comment on uh, iTunes or, or somewhere else, you know, wherever you can rate podcasts like Google Play and stuff like that. Um, if you mention us, you might get your name mentioned on the show, and not necessarily just as a general thank you, um, which, by the way, thank you, James Anderson and Daniel Spencer, for being the first two people to drop a comment and uh, you know a um, review for us on iTunes. But what will happen is, is if you mention us, we're going to try and fit your name into the show. Um, and so you can tell that this has happened already, because when we were getting ready to set up the recording... I just went out to Twitter and wrote down the names of the first 10 people that I saw. And uh, those names have already been on the show so far. Well, not all of them, but some of them have already been on the show so far. Uh, the the first one, though, being, or the, the major one that you've heard so far has been Officer Riggs. And Officer Riggs was named after Jeff Riggs, 
who is at Jeff Sear Hero on Twitter. So thank you, Jeff Riggs, for being on Twitter. Um, and thank you for being such a great character. And so if you'd like to be a character on the show, make sure that you use the hashtag MythTakes, subscribe, share with a friend, give us a review, etc., etc., and we'll try and get you into the show. Um, I think I've talked long enough, so let's get back to the magic of the show. a show that might be relevant to you guys in this point. Um, you ever hear of a show called Gargoyles? Oh yes. yeah, it was on right after SWAT Cats! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like that, only these ones they ain't your friends. And... so Sorry, go ahead. I, I'm unclear, are they remaking the show Gargoyles? Is I, I, I don't know where Frakes you're going involved? with this. Because I'm in. <laughs> okay, um, so you said you're in. So where are you going to take him? So I've taken over the little uh, bit of the shed um, behind my house with like all of my setup of security cameras and, you know, my little freak shed out back. Um, so I would say that would be the first place that I would think to go because I do have some teenage level of surveillance and security there. So I would say that that's where I would take him. Sure. Okay. Um, so you guys head off um, to, uh, I guess, who's driving? That's a good question. Well, uh, that is a good question because I skateboard. I, I have the van. Uh, TJ okay. has the van. Perfect. So, And he, he probably, I mean, he almost definitely drove it to Homecoming because of the concert. So, yeah, uh, I, guess, sure. I guess TJ is reluctantly driving. All right, <laughs> great. So you guys hop into TJ's van. Um TJ is clearly a little upset that there might be some blood now on the upholstery. And you guys uh, silently drive down the streets of Russell, Kansas, towards the safety of Annabelle's little uh, security shed sanctimonium. Sanctum. I don't know. I don't know what we're (laughs) trying to say there. It's it's better than it's better than freak shed. I will (laughs) say (laughs) we are back with Allie. Um. The traffic has calmed down considerably, and you have taken the turn towards Russell, Kansas. Okay. Um, you have unfortunately lost sight of the gargoyle Damn it. and subsequently of your father. Um, now, you know, the thing is, is that we're not going to talk about the entire layout of the town here, right? Just because, uh, you know, I've already sort of made some stuff up about how this city looks. Mm-hmm. Um like, the high school that we're talking about clearly doesn't in, – in our real world, the people recording this, Colin, Sam, Morgan, uh, and uh, Whitney, um, you know, like, that world is obviously a little different than this one. Um, so that high school can exist on uh, – I forgot what road I said. I think I said Wichita Avenue. So you are heading into Russell, Kansas, um, and you are just at the city limits – and there is a fork in the road here. Uh-huh. Um, there is the, um, it says the the Kansas Plains to your right. Uh, up ahead is Main Street. And there's also a little symbol for a hospital and for a police station. Um, and uh, then that's straight ahead. And then to the left um, is the road towards... This is where I, my, my sentence got cut off, so mm-hmm. I don't know where I was supposed to say. But why don't we just leave it at that? What, uh, these are the two directions that you can head in. Okay. Um, what direction are you going to go? Um, can I roll to investigate a mystery? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Let's see. That is sharp. Okay. Yes. My sharp is minus one. Dang, that sucks. Okay, hold on. <laughs> All right, so I got a four minus one is three. All right, well, everybody mark experience. (laughs) Um, And let's see. So you don't... Let's see. Um, Let's see. I have to make a kind of a tough decision here for you. Okay. Um, The lights look pretty. (laughs) (laughs) You think, boy, this is one pretty boring town. um, So 
Uh, you pull up and you are... Okay, so from where you're sitting uh, and trying to figure everything out, mm-hmm. to your right, the Great Plains of Kansas, or the uh, the Kansas Plains, rather, okay. are uh, pretty dark. There's not many lights in that general direction. Okay. Um, there are certainly some shapes in the distance, none of which are flying. They're, like, I mean, like, on the ground. Okay. Um, and it is sort of hard to make out all of these different things, but they're all pretty far away. Uh-huh. And straight ahead, you can see... Uh, cop cars kind of whizzing down Main Street um, and uh, sort of what looks to be just sort of general pandemonium on Main Street okay. here in uh, Russell, Kansas. Um, but because you don't get anything, I think the thing that I'm just going to – let me try this again. The way I'm going to make it hard for you is just that I'm not going to tell you where to go next. Or anything that will make it obvious, as, as I guess, as to where to go next. I know it's so hard because, like, Gargoyle has his prey, so is he gonna like go away now or what? But I mean, honestly, like go away from the people. But like, honestly, I think her her um, first instinct is to go towards town, just because like the Gargoyle was in her town, and so she's like, well, maybe he's just like going around terrorizing towns, and so she's just gonna go towards town and kind of a slow well not slowly not like below the speed limit but you know drive down wichita avenue and just kind of like see what there is to see and see if she can find any other terrorized coffee shops or something um okay and that is her choice so you're rolling down wichita avenue and you come to a uh blockade and a officer by the name of Officer Riggs stops you and says, Well, now, hold on there, little missy. Oh, Jesus. I'm not sure where you think you're trying to go, but you can't be down about right now. We've got some sort of some sort of situation happening down this road here. So I'm going to need you to turn this little, uh, this little station wagon around and head on back from wherever you came from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I respond to that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, sweet, because this is when uh, I'm going to turn up the charm and attempt to manipulate him um, okay. into telling me what's going on with the blockade. So, um, And I have a natural appeal, so I get to roll weird instead of charm, um, Okay, which is a plus three. Damn. Wait, you have plus three? Yeah. <laughs> how is that possible um because all monstrous get plus three weird so like the rest of my stats basically suck and plus three is like what i get i didn't know that yeah that's wild and okay i'm super lucky so i got a 10 plus three so 13 weird um oh wow okay so advanced on a 12 plus not only do they do what you want right now They also become your ally for the rest of the mystery. Oh, hell yeah. Um, oh, God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, or if you do enough for them permanently. All right. So I kind of, I like remove my glasses and kind of like, because she's like done this before. So she's like chews on the right. little like, you know, like the leg that goes behind your ear. That like, that move. And she's mm. like, um... Are you sure? Because I just, you know, I'm just very curious and I'm just wondering if you can tell me just anything more that you can tell me about what's going on over here. It looks like something very serious happened. And she's like kind of like looking at him and staring deep into his eyes. Mm. Um, for a moment, um, it may seem like it doesn't work because this is nothing against um, the fine police department of Russell, Kansas, but... <laughs> Officer Riggs has been there for a while. He's not exactly the smartest tool in the shed. <laughs> and so at first he's he's he seems a little confused and he's like, I'm not um well I mean I guess there's a hmm well okay well l- l- you're you're okay, so here's the situation, ma'am. Um normally I can't go telling people nothing. Uh and part of it's because normally old Officer Riggs, he, he don't know nothing. But, uh, I mean, for, for a pretty lady, uh, I guess all, uh, I could tell you that, um, well, we think there might have been a terrorist attack on the high school or some kind of bullshit. Because, well, <laughs> the gymnasium done imploded, ma'am. 
um, and uh, I mean, I, if you're if you're curious, I I could. Uh, I mean, if you're interested, I could escort you down to this to the crime scene if you kind of wanted to look at it. Oh, I've never seen a crime scene before. Would would that be such a bother? Um. Well. Uh no. Hey, hey, g- give me give me one second. Um. Let let me let me call something in here. And he gets on his little walkie talkie. Um. Hey, Cap Captain Smithy. Um. Listen, I'm gonna leave the barricade for a moment here. Uh. Don't 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 you worry nothing. Uh. Tanner's up here with me, so Tanner can kind of keep an eye on everything. I might have a a lead or something maybe. <laughs> So I, I, I'll be right back, okay, Kevin? And uh, from the walkie-talkie on the other side, you hear. Uh, I mean, uh, Riggs, I, if, if you got something, I, I guess say something. So go for it. Spiffy out. And then the uh, uh, sorry, over. Sorry. And uh, then then uh, the walkie-talkie clicks off, and he goes, um, "Right this way, ma'am." All right, and then as I guess he's getting back in his car for the police escort, yeah. she puts her gl- yeah, yeah. glasses back on, rolls her eyes, and rolls the window back up. How dare you? <clears throat> how dare you upstage all of us <laughs> by creating the best character that has ever existed on any actual play podcast in Officer Riggs? That was a very mean and cruel thing you did to us. Uh, I apologize. Very, I- very Cassidy-esque, and Cassidy is my favorite character yeah. in all of the I was, adventures. Of. I was thinking, um, you know, sure. um, the the movie The Rescuers. Yes, uh-huh. you know, like oh the, my God. the guy that drinks too much, like uh, moonshine. Uh huh. That's love kind it. of the guy that I, I was going it. for. I love that guy so much. Like he's in like every old movie like that. Like I mean, he's in like what is it, The Aristocats, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. he's in a couple yeah. other things. But he's always well. I guess that's how that'll go. And like he just doesn't know what he's doing. Yes. Uh, I love him. Um, and now and now he's our ally for the rest of the mystery. Hooray. There you go. So or now, if she does enough for him permanently. Yes. Oh, yes. Um. Hi, uh, this is Myth Takes, and we'd like to welcome you to the highly anticipated uh, break-off spin-off series, Officer Riggs, and, and uh, how do you actually say the full name? Alabasura? Al- Alabasandria. Al- Alabasandria. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's right. Um, yeah, Riggs and Alabasandria. That's so um, good. <laughs> you'd be like, well, Hell Smith, yeah. you're a wildcracker, but I do enjoy it. Um, <laughs> all right. So... Um, we're gonna come back here, and uh, I before we come back, I am gonna say, uh, TJ, we will have some like flashback stuff for you eventually. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I did not write one for you for this episode, but uh, I just wanted to let you know that like you have not been forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, okay. So here we go. We're getting back into it. Okay, so you guys are in the little shed. Freak Shack, um, please. Freak Shack, sorry. Um, well, freak Shack, baby, Freak Shack. All right. So I just like I like hearing Sam just go, no, no, no. I can imagine that's exactly what TJ says too. Yeah. He's just going, no, no, no. I, I'm not calling it that. Um, so uh, he's he's kind of a little bit rested here. Um, we're going to kind of flash forward a couple of hours. Um, this is, you know, uh, pretty much uh, like the late, late hours. Um, so, TJ, what do you tell your parents about not coming home right now? Or as the lead singer of a pretty popular band in the town, do they sort of expect you to not come home after a gig? Well, I assume, I mean, I assume it's homecoming, right? right. It, or, or it's homecoming. So my parents are probably aware of the fracas at the school, but... I, I mean, I don't know if TJ even thinks that far ahead. I don't think TJ has called his parents either because he's assuming that that they think he's still like holds up in the auditorium, or he just forgot and is doing this thing now. You know, okay. I don't think T, TJ isn't really thinking that far ahead. Okay, sure. Um, so you guys are here. It's a little bit later. Um. He has sort of patched himself up. He has, uh, in a very kind of gross fashion, uh, again, very action movie-esque, 
uh, has taken a needle and thread and has uh, sort of stitched himself up on his own um, mm. after pouring some um, some uh, you know whiskey out of, of his flask, not just down his throat, but also onto uh, you know the wound and everything like that, trying to <clears throat> disinfect. Um, kind of really, really gritting your teeth kind of guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, um, <clears throat> I suppose I should thank you kids for, for helping me out. Uh, I must admit this, this one took me by surprise. I, I'm not normally caught off guard and I don't usually find myself in need of help from strangers. Um, but before we part ways, uh, I, you know, I'll get out of your hair. Don't worry. I'm, but I do need to ask, where is your police department? I mean, I, TJ, TJ's silent, kind of looking around. He doesn't, I mean, he doesn't want to. Annabelle is also silent. Annabelle is giving him the hard stare, just waiting for him to say more. And I think, I'm thinking I'm looking at Annabelle. TJ's looking at Annabelle for help. <laughs> like, um, please say I think something. aren't we all please. pretty much? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he, after that kind of awkward silence, he goes, Okay, well, thank you so much for that information. Uh, now, listen, I need to go take care of some things. Uh, uh, you don't get to go anywhere until you tell us what was going on. You said if we helped you out, you would tell us what was happening. So far, all you've done is talk about a cartoon full of mostly XTNG actors. So let's <laughs> let's actually hear what is happening in this town yeah, right wait. now. Are they are they working on uh, yeah, I, I want to know when the sequel's coming out or when the <laughs> reboot is coming out. Is Lynn Manuel Miranda doing the music or whatever? Oh boy. Uh, okay, so Annabelle, I'm mostly gonna speak to you because it seems as if um what's your name again? TJ. Um yeah, or whatever. TJ seems to be a little bit uh well, so, so I'm sorry to say this, son. You're not quite that smart. Um, so here's the situation. All right, there, there's no sequel. All right. Um, my point here was that there are gargoyles. Um, and as oh. such, oh, um, uh, pardon me. I'm so I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it's that it's me. It's been me that's not the smart one. Ah, <laughs> oh, how could I? Oh no, the smart one's the one saying that gargoyles are a real, like from the '90s TV show. That's ah, it all makes sense now. Thank you so much, strange man. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I, I gotta say I I love TJ's attitude. Um, he says, "All right, now look, I know that that might sound a little bit far fetched, um, but if you think about it, uh." I came crashing through your gymnasium wall, uh, and it's not like I came in, like, at the side of where a door might be. I'm talking, like, we... I brought down the wall. You you see what I'm saying, son? I came from the air. And, and that think, is one of the... I think oh, the yes. real question here is, what are you... What equipment are you testing? Was this, was this like, explosives? Was this demolition? Was this... Is TJ on the right track with a giant tank of some sort crashing into the gym wall? Clearly, this was some sort of operation that wasn't meant to happen during homecoming. Tell me what you know about what the origin of this is. Okay, well, let's let's start here from the beginning a little bit. Uh, no tanks. Um, hmm. uh, I do not have that kind of driver's license. <clears throat> um, the origin or whatever you're trying to ask here about like the operation uh the operation had nothing to do with the fact that your homecoming was now uh to be quite frank with you i think homecoming is pretty drivel uh no one should ever have that much pride in a high school um maybe your college where you get your doctorate from but uh you know or maybe even your third or fourth doctorate for all i care but like you know a high school why is there that much pride in it? Anyway, uh, the point uh, because being because we just won state. All right, son. Uh, well, come hey. on, we just we won state. Great, you won in Kansas, son, in the middle of nowhere. Congratulations. Uh, now listen, here's the situation. All right, uh, again, I don't normally divulge information. That is not usually my job. But well, maybe um, don't promise information in exchange for help next time. Well. Usually, like I said, I don't usually need the kindness of strangers. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some information here and it cannot be, it can't be shared. All right. 
this is and th- this is not me trying to be cryptic. This is me saying this is some real kind of life or death bullshit out here. Um, there's something coming this way. We're not 100% sure exactly who or what it is, but things like this gargoyle, they're popping up more and more and all over the place. There is less time between sightings of things, and they're getting more aggressive with every encounter. Normally I have a team, but we're a little split up right now. We're a little bit stretched thin, and frankly, I did not expect an eight-foot gargoyle to be throwing me around the town of Russell, Kansas. Look, this gargoyle, it wants something. I've been following this thing for a week. It's hard to keep up with something that has a wingspan of this size and that can move this quickly. But this sucker's taken at least eight different men from different cities in Kansas. It never goes for women. It only goes for men. And I'm not sure what that is about. But it tried to go for me this time because I guess I got a little too close to the truth. And we had our little tussle. I'm also guessing that nothing has ever been able to necessarily fight back and fight a creature made of mostly stone. Because this is the first time it's clearly bled. When we crashed through that wall, it pretty much immediately took flight, but it left me down on the ground. Both of us kind of, uh, not doing so good, it would seem. I'm not sure where this thing is even residing, but I've got to find this thing before it takes more people. Now, as I said, Mm. where is your police department? Up your butt and round the corner. <laughs> TJ is, I, I, you need to imagine TJ having during that whole thing sat in the, like in the, in the shed, like pouting and just shooting, shooting this man the dirtiest looks <laughs> in the goddamn universe. So, okay. So Annabelle, um, would at this point, She's not buying anything he's selling, uh, but she would she would uh, still sort of point him in the direction of Main Street, the main drag of town and where the police off the police station was. But honestly, I'm going to tell you, sir, you're not going to find anything there that's going to help you against some sort of experiment that's made of stone and barely bleeds and abducts men. We are not going to be any help. What it is, what are you looking for at the police station? What sort of help are you looking to find there? Well, here's the situation here, right? Uh, they now, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, they have, I'm sure by now, taken my blood sample. Uh, and I've got to get that back. And I'm not exactly there to ask for a help. Um, well, I'm definitely about to go kind of steal some shit from the cops. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that you the- could definitely do. Yeah, law enforcement, they, uh, we don't exactly get along, I guess we could say. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck cops. That, that's more like it. That's Just, the first thing you've said all night that I've agreed with, TJ. Uh, yeah, I know. Okay, I'm, I'm smiling now. No, TJ's smiling. He's, he's back. He's back in. <laughs> all right, look. I'm not one to normally ask for more help, but, uh, if y'all don't believe me, why don't you, uh, why don't you tag along? Absolutely. I mean, all right. I'm in. Uh, and, and I think that's when I, I send a quick text to my mom uh, and dad being like, hey, you know, spending the night at Roderick's, uh, you know, see y'all tomorrow. Hell yeah. Um, okay, great. So uh, you, uh, he says to you guys, look, it's getting pretty late here. Um, we're not going to get much done right now. So why don't we all rest up and uh, we'll head out first thing in the morning. Sounds, Sounds fine to good. me. And with that, we cut back over to Officer Riggs and uh, his new friend, Allie. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the, the parking lot for the high school has now been mostly cleared out. They have deemed that whatever caused this accident is no longer on the premises. Uh, Students have been filed out and either escorted back to their cars or, you know, escorted to their parents' cars. 
and uh, the lot is mostly empty now. There's a couple cop cars still sitting around. Um, the rent cop is still sitting there with, um, with another cop still sort of talking through the story for the fourth time that evening as they're trying to make more sense of the situation that clearly does not make any sense to them. And, uh, you know, they both give a nod to Officer Riggs and he goes, gentlemen. And, um, you know, he tells you, he turns to you and says, all right, well, uh, stay close. Uh, if they, if anyone asks you what you're doing here, you just, well, I'll, I'll handle them, miss. And they, you, you two, uh, walk on and you turn the corner and in front of you, you see a majority of the wall to the gymnasium has certainly crumbled in to the gym, just like he uh, had mentioned. What do you do? Um, I want to investigate a mystery again, unless I can just okay. see the the gargoyle blood. Um, let me think here. Uh, you can't you can't from here but you have manipulated him um so okay i'll tell you what you've already charmed him mm -hmm. but if you give him if you give me a good enough reason to let you close enough to see the blood i'll i'll just let you do it without you having to roll for anything um <laughs> okay so, okay, so she's looking around and I don't know. Um Riggsy, you don't know what could have made this all happen? Don't why don't we go get a closer look? Um I've never seen a building so demolished like this before. Yeah, well, you know, in all my years on the force, I ain't never seen nothing like this either. Um I mean well, I guess we could kind of dug beneath uh, the yellow yellow tape here for a moment. Um, sure, but we'll, we'll have to be quick about it, all right? I mean, like, I already told my captain that I'm coming down here on a hunch, but uh, I, I don't imagine we'll have much time. So he, um, he lifts up the yellow tape, and you two kind of poke underneath it, and you're now in the, inside the gymnasium amongst the rubble. Um... There, there's no one currently in the room other than Riggs and you. Okay. Um, I guess I want to roll for Investigate a Mystery now. If that's okay. fine. Fine. Wow, I suck at that. Okay, so that's a five minus one. I got a four on that. Ooh. Okay, Yikes. well, everyone mark experience one more time. Give up. Um, the good news we're is... Close. We, we're about yeah. to level up. Yeah, y'all are about to level up. So that is that is pretty great. Um, plus one. Um, sorry, that was... This is this happened for both your investigative mystery, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, uh, I just, I'm just trying to make sure I keep track of everything myself. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Um, so, uh, I'm not going to answer any questions, but what I can do is say that you are now close enough to see the blood on the ground. And uh, it is the exact same type of blood as you saw outside mm -hmm. of, uh, of the shop. Okay. You can also see a puddle of blood that looks like normal human blood as well. Oh, okay. So my heart jumps up in my throat. And I turn to Riggs and I go, uh, how long ago did this happen? Oh, gosh. I mean, it must be at least three or four hours by now. I mean, all the kids have gone home and I'm sure they're in bed and whatnot, tucked in. And then she's doing the mental math and figures out that that couldn't have been her dad. Um, correct. Yes. And, um, I guess I don't really know what to do from here, but, um, okay. All right, Riggs. Well, this has been very interesting and I think I've seen enough, but Hey, just in case I have any more questions, you think I can get your phone number? <laughs> well, ma'am, I, I thought you'd never ask. 